Ben Hop. Going live, going live. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, round of applause. Yeah, round of applause. We are back. Ben Hop is back once again. I bring you the community corner, Ben Hop's community corner. This is where I like to get, you know, people from our community, different entrepreneurs, different political people, different, you know, business owners, different career people, and bring them in and just talk about, you know, what they specialize in or talk about whatever projects they're working on. And uh, round of applause to my special guest that's in the building today, Regina. How you doing, Regina? We gotta have to come closer than that, you know. We're bring it closer to you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, there you go. I hear you. Hey, how are you? My yes. name is Regina Salas, and I'm the founder of the JBS Foundation Inc. It's in honor of my late grandfather, who was a civil rights activist in Miami Dade County. Um, the foundation concentrates on different learning initiatives. One is the STEM project that we're working on during the summer. I just left D.C. Uh-huh. visiting different sites to bring their programs here. Mm-hmm. STEM is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And oh. we're implementing the arts, making it STEAM. We're going to bring projects that don't exist in Miami-Dade County to Miami-Dade County. Right. Teachers need access as well as the students. We are running this program out of two different camps. It's, it will benefits K-12 through students. Right. Um, you just going in. I ain't even had to say that. Go ahead, go ahead. You go in. Go ahead. It will benefit students through K through twelve. Uh-huh. We'll perform a six week challenge, uh-huh. and at the end of the challenge, um, we will do a um, thinking challenge with the students. And EXO is also a part of this program with the NAACP. Uh-huh. We have um, support of the school board through EXO. Uh, we have support of the city. Uh-huh. We have support of the state, uh-huh. and also. Different organizations we're partnering up with as well. So let me ask you what, and thank you for that intro. Like, you know, you just went on into it. Thank you for that. Um, but let me ask you what, what brought you to wanting to get involved in this? Because it sounds, number one, it sounds like a lot of work, number one. So, you know, what brought you to wanting to, to, to get involved in this? Because the pipelines are broken. What do you mean by that? Let's break it down for people. What do you mean by pipelines are broken? The pipelines... Because somebody might be thinking you're talking about something in the house. Like, well, there ain't no water coming through. Um, The way that the kids learn... Okay. Every, every child learns is... The way that a child learns is different. Correct. Everyone doesn't grasp onto the same concept. Exactly. So when I say the pipelines are broken, that means we're not coming through the lines. Mm, there so you they're go. broken because... If you're teaching me in a way I can't learn, mm-hmm. then it's not beneficial. Exactly. So therefore, with the STEAM project, we're teaching through different concepts. Right. So every child, no child is left behind. Okay. So th- when I say the pipelines are broken, that's what I mean by so the So where, where did you notice that? Like, how did you realize that the pipelines are broken? What made you say the pipelines are broken? Because I have, I have two, two children. All right. I have two sons. Two sons. How when, old? One of my sons are in kindergarten. Okay. And my other son is in fourth grade. Okay. My son that's in kindergarten, he's five years old, and he reads on the third grade reading level. Already? Very, very intellectual. Okay, good, good. Um, My son that's in fourth grade, he 
he have challenges with reading. But okay. he excel in performing arts and anything uh, in the arts. He, gotcha. kn- he knows how to draw and everything. Gotcha. So, so reading may not be his strong point. So, reading okay. is not his strong point, but okay. that doesn't mean that he's not able to learn. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So here I am with two different two, two different sets of children. Right. And they're not grasping onto mm. the same concept. Gotcha, gotcha. So Ever since my son, you know, that's in the fourth grade, my oldest son, mm-hmm. since he was in kindergarten, I had him with a tutor. Mm, okay. Like, he needs one-on-one attention, and he needs different concepts, and he needs different things to learn. for him to learn and okay. grasp what's going on. Okay. And that just means he's different, and every child is right. not the and same. It, and like you said, it's not necessarily that one child is smarter than the other. It's just that the way they learn. It's different. Okay, so that kind of shed the light on this how children... Learn. Okay, so now what was the next step? Like, once you saw that, what was the next thing that you did from there? I see that um, the children is is really into technology. Okay. This generation is technology-driven. Okay. And I see that the arts is not really implemented inside the schools. Right. They took that out. Because when I was going to school, I had band. Correct. And that's a form of art. Right. I had band, yes. And I think people think that art is only drawing and painting and stuff like that right, when right. i say the arts i mean performing arts liberal arts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i want to teach students to excel in government and politics that's art mm-hmm. oh that's, yeah that's liberal arts oh that's liberal okay i was gonna yes. say because we got yes. a president that that is drawing some, some crazy stuff but that's another stuff. <laughs> so when we implement Right, the, right. the the long term plan mm-hmm. is to implement the arts through performing. Right now, we're starting with performing, but we're going to range to liberal arts as well. I run a program. Well, I help run a program with Pulse. Pulse is People United to Lead the Struggle Against Equality. They've been they've been in the right. neighborhood since the early eighties. My grandfather used to be the president of that organization, and uh-huh. now I'm one of the directors okay. of the Leadership Academy. Okay. We teach the students there every other Saturday to excel through the community, teach them um, teach them people skills. We teach them leadership skills. We teach them to speak in public right, right. and government and stuff like that. That's liberal arts. Okay. So eventually I will merge everything into one uh-huh. and make it one project. Okay. So do you feel like the school system, you know, should put these uh, curriculums back into the school system, like the liberal arts? The the, performing the, arts. the performing arts, you know, do you feel like they should? Because they're so driven in what's, I don't know what they call it now. The, it's not FCAT. What they call it? I don't know what they, the standardized testing. I forgot what they call it now because they, they changed the name. But I know the school system is so set on that where you have to read, you have to pass this reading, and you have to pass this math level. But they let all that other stuff go. I think they need different techniques. Right. They need different approaches. Because the way they're going about it now, it doesn't necessarily work for everyone. Right. It, it doesn't does work. work for some. Right. But what about the ones that le- are left behind? Right. And so. but but that's what I'm saying. Are the schools and, and I know I know this is why you started the project, but do you think if if, if, if would the schools get back into trying to do that or they don't even focus on that? Um, I think it's a. Uh, 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 overall effort that would take uh, more than one person. Right. Everyone will have to get on the same page in order to move forward. Got you. That's true. So I don't necessarily think that they're not trying. That's for any effort, though. Everyone has to be on the same page. It's this person running in this direction and that direction right. and that right direction. Mm-hmm. It takes everyone coming together in, or, in, in order to push any effort forward. Right. Okay. I, and that is true. That is true. 
We do so need it's that. about implementing a plan and getting everyone on the same plan. Okay. Now, with this project, and you talk you call this STEAM STEM? STEAM. STEAM. You know, how is it how is it funded? Like how are you getting this project off the ground and funded? Through the state. Through the state? Um, through the city, mm-hmm. through the county. So basically, any way you can get funding. Anyway, I even sit with private investors as well. Okay. I have close working relationship with elected officials, government officials, investors. Mm-hmm. So because they see a need for that. Yes, the need they is, see a need is for it. needed without a doubt. Right, right. Because because our kids definitely are the future. Yes, the youth. Is and the future. like you said, if you have one child who learns on one type of level, and you have another child who kind of you know needs a different way of learning. Then yes, we we should be able to teach them, so they so everybody can succeed. Correct. So I get that. I get that. So is the is do you get a lot of support because you're doing it? Do you get that support, or is it something that you got to kind of convince them and say, hey, listen, this is what we need to do? Well, I'm bringing programs that don't exist. Right. So of course I get a lot of so uh-huh. of course I get a lot of attention and a lot of support and everybody. Once I tell someone what I'm doing, they want to automatically stand behind. They want to jump on, on yes, the bandwagon. Yeah. Of course. So I, I I won't say that no one won't support me or I'm not. I'm lacking support. Right. It's just me getting in front of the people to present. To present what you're trying to present to them. Yes. That's good. That's good. Okay. Good. Because the for the summer program that I'm bringing here, mm-hmm. they're all out of state programs. The programs that I'm bringing. And what do you mean by that? They out of state. What do you mean by that? Because the, the the people that I'm partnering up with to bring the program down here, like the Green Scheme, that's a program that's in Washington D.C. That's oh, what I'm okay. bringing on board to bring to the city. Um, the Aeronautics program. Wow. I might want to join that one. Go ahead. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like these kids are going to have access to so much more than they have now. Then, just, then and, just football and track. Correct. And. They do STEM now in Miami-Dade County, uh-huh, uh-huh. but not on this level. Okay. I'm taking STEM to a whole nother level. So you're taking it to another level. That's yes, good. Like the health and wellness, now they, they do fitness. We're going to still have a fitness component, uh-huh. but the health and wellness will be an entrepreneurship program where we'll teach these children to garden and rebeautify their community oh. and then make their own waters or smoothies and set up stands. Summer, mm. there's a lot in store. I like that. Wow. So you teach you teach and I, I, I and I'll be honest with you, um, with the schooling system, I feel like there's a lot of things that I did not need. And if they would have right. taught me other things like entrepreneurship, you know, how to financial balance, literacy. But yes, if they taught me if they well. taught me that because I necess, I don't necessarily use uh any algebra or geometry now. Like I'll be like why did I have to learn that? Because I don't, you know, I never use A squared plus B squared equals C squared. You need like. life skills. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it just depends on, I, I guess, your field, what you're going into. But, yes, you're and right. Early on, we should start them. Right. The concept of what the fundamentals of where they're going to go. That's great. No, I, and I, I do think you're, you're, you're 100% right when, you tell, when you're talking about um, teaching them financial literacy. Because that's the first thing that young people get in trouble with is their credit. Correct. They don't know how to spend money. They don't know how to manage money. They don't know how to manage money. And nowadays, you don't even have a checkbook now. Back in the days, we used to have a checkbook, right? Yes. Now you don't have a checkbook. What do you do? You do all, everything online now on your phone. Through your phone. Through your phone. 
<laughs> right? So you have to know how to manage that. You have to know how to do that. So that's great. That's great. Um, for the summer, but what else can we expect for that? Like, and this is only going to be during the summer. It's going to um, continue as an after-school program as well. Okay. So it's going to be year-round that wow. we're implementing this program, but we're still working out the logistics for the after-school program. Oh, right now. okay. And is it going to be available to like say free? It's free. It's free. Yes. Wow. Wow. You 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 talking my language when you say free? <laughs> I think all children need access. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. And it will be project-based learning. Now, do you have to live in a certain area to, to be... Right now, we're doing this in Liberty City uh-huh. and Miami Gardens. The two camps are located in Miami Gardens, and I have... Where are Miami Gardens? Um, Excel Learning Academy, as well as the Resource Room. Okay, so the Resource Room, I know where that's at. And where's right. the Excel Academy at? Where's that one at? It's on 27th Avenue off 175th Street. Okay, so it's right in that area. Okay, so yes. So those are two places where you can sign up your kids for free. Correct. And whatever. Now, you you do have certain curriculums that you have there at these facilities. Yes. And so you're looking to see, oh, I want to get my my child into. See, my goal is to. um... Uh Uh-huh. Bring STEAM to already existing programs. Okay. So I don't build programs from the ground up. You have your program, you have your camp already, and I come on board and I bring my STEAM component to it. Mm. And then you provide all the um, material the, for them? Yes, all of the material, the aeronautics program that we're bringing, the health and wellness, the green scheme that's going to come in from D.C. I supply all of that. And someone actually teaches that too, right? Because yes. you say the aerodynamic, it's like an aerodynamic yes. program. Yes, yes. So I someone have would actually come. Being donated, I have computers, I have people. Right, that's and then I you mean, have I somebody have actually coming in. Well. That's what I'm saying. You have actually somebody coming in. Yes. That's an expert in that field to teach the Yes, kids. and I have local pilots as well that's partnering up with oh, me. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's great. Wow, you've been doing some work, girl. That's why I'm everywhere. <laughs> so talk about the, the, the DC, because I, I noticed the past. At least looking at your social media, I could. T- I was like, "Wow, she's over there in D.C. working it, man." So, was this what you was doing in D.C.? Yes, I was. Re- I was doing site visits. Okay. The sites are in the aeronautics program is based out of Virginia, which is like uh, thirty minutes away from D.C. Okay. The green scheme. And what are you in- looking for when you're doing the site visits? Like, what are you looking for? I'm looking at their program and their aircraft, and I'm looking at the green scheme. Far mm. as them, I'm looking at their site. Um, mm. the students planting the. Planting and creating, okay. they gave me their water while I was there. A water that the children created, and now they're selling. Now they, they are entrepreneurs now because they took wow. what they learned with the program, and now they're selling it. So why? Okay, so this is what I'm going to ask you: Why is is it going on in DC but not going on in Miami? It is now. We're well, yeah, it. I know you're bringing it now, but why wasn't it being? Because they're probably not aware, and you can't, you can't. We perish from the lack of knowledge, right? And it's not because sometimes we don't know things and we are too embarrassed to ask. But me... No question is a dumb question. No question is a dumb question. Right. And I'm a philosopher at heart. So okay. So I go and I search for knowledge and I okay. go and search for ways that works. And I'm not a pro- person that's going to talk about the problem. I'm going to find a solution oh, for the problem. Okay, so you don't want to just talk, talk, no, talk. I'm tired of talking about the problem. We've been talking about this problem for 30 years. <laughs> I like that. Listen, I'm tired. Let's let's come up with a solution. And I think that is the key right there to we anything. with solutions. Exactly. Exactly. So you're saying that, I, I know you're bringing it, but because 
it's been going on in these other places. You know, you you what I'm saying cuz I'm the one, you know, listening to this. I'm saying, "Well, why what why didn't we have it down here?" So, I'm glad that yeah, you're bringing yeah. it down. Yes. I'm glad that you you you're making this aware. But STEM already exists in Miami-Dade right. County, but just not on that to that capacity. Right. They, they're making drones, they're making robots and, and stuff. I, I'm not going to discredit them for what they are doing. Right. You're going to add more to the program. Correct. So it's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I would love, definitely would love to uh, maybe um, work with you on something too that maybe we could do something with the radio station. Of course. E- even, even have kids come in, learn how to do radio. Oh, yes. This is a form of um, technology. Technology, yes. Yes, it is we'll techno- definitely. We'll bring, we'll have a field trip here and I'll bring the students oh, in from man. the camp. There you go. I'm going to have chips and cookies and all yes. that stuff. We're, we're definitely, this is definitely one of the field trips. I'm going to bring them here. Oh, I like that. See, we just made a business transaction on air just now. There you go. Yes. That's how you do. Expose. Um, we exactly. expose these children as much as we could. I do, I do believe in that. I do, I do believe, because I have kids and, you know, I, I, I've been, I say blessed to say that all my kids have done very well in school. Um, but like you said, I know there is a learning difference because I'm a visual learner. Like me, me myself, I learn watching things. Like I go to YouTube and like say if I need to learn how to change a part of some or do some, I look up videos and, and I have to see I'm what? a processor. I process right. Everything, That's so. how I am. And like I, I listen more than I speak. So there you go. I wish more women would do that, but there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I'm saying you're right. So I do believe that as as a as a learner, uh, you you learn differently, and, and and that doesn't mean that you you're you're slow or nothing. Like it doesn't mean that you just learn differently. And that's for me. And I do agree with you on that. So that's great what you're doing. I love that. So, the DC thing—you you went to, to see the different places to see how they operate, make connections. Yes. Now you have commitments. Yes, we. I also had a meeting on Capitol Hill. Okay, talk to it. Did you see Trump? Why is that now? No, of course not. He probably was in West Palm Beach. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. But we spoke about early childhood education. Okay. And then. And how was the? How was the whole? What's I say the um the vibe of that that meeting? It was three different state reps. Okay, I mean, not state reps. Um, um, state rep representative. Okay, United States House of Representatives. Okay, and the meeting, and we spoke about funding child care facilities directly mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of through programs because once the programs get the I mean once the child care programs get the money it's broken down and they only get in 70 percent mm, okay so and we spoke about having child care available for for children all children because right. by the time if you have a child right and that could be very expensive yeah. child care yeah but it, it is very expensive but look right. at it like this mm-hmm. you have a child that's um starting school in kindergarten at the age of four mm-hmm. versus a child who's been in who's been in school all the way since they were two or one years old and they already know the basic concept so by the time the child that's starting at four in kindergarten, right. he doesn't know anything and he's already behind so it's a pattern of being behind uh, for the rest of his and it also 12. brings a um some type of stigma or like I say, self-esteem yes. to the child where all the kids are doing well and that person 
Because, like you said, so and that's because of the lack of knowledge. Wow. Yeah, that is true. So every child should have access to early child care. Mm-hmm. Because if you start in a child off in school and kindergarten, they are VPK. They already missed the basic fundamentals. What's the earliest you can put a child in? in VPK some- is four. So that's that's the earliest that like say you that, say that, you that, say that two the state year is old. paying for it. Okay, it's so, four years old. So state would pay for a child. Yes, and then you only get three full three free hours. Mm, okay. Of curriculum, and if you want your child to be there extended hours, mm-hmm. you have to pay for it. So at the age of four, the state gives you a VPK voucher, and you pay. I mean, and they pay for three hours, and if you want your child there extended hours, you have to pay. Now, do you have to have a, a certain um, income to qualify for that? Like, do you have to be like, uh, you know, making a certain amount of money, or can anybody just say, "Hey, everybody, everybody gets the three free." VPK hours. Right, right. Everyone gets. So it doesn't matter how much money you make. Yes, but that's only three hours. How much a day could you learn in three hours? That's just that's each day or just one day out the week. That's each day. Okay, I mean, but yeah, three hours is better than nothing. Now, yeah, it is better than nothing. But what if you're just starting school at that four years old age? Oh yeah, I got what you're saying. Let's go. You're gonna need some time to catch up. You're gonna need some time to catch up. Yes, Everyone already knows their letters, their alphabets, um, yeah. their numbers. They already know how to write but, their name. Okay. And, and, and you're trying to cram everything. Okay. But let me be the devil's advocate here. Okay. And I'm going to use my situation because I have a three-year-old at the house now. And my wife and I were talking about putting him into that early child so, care mm-hmm. thing so he could be more advanced. Because he's actually, he knows his ABCs. He knows how to count. He know his colors. He knows all of that already. So he knows all of that. Um, but that's because we put or we we get educational things for him to learn that. As parents, we do that. So what I'm saying is, what if the parent... And, and, and I hear what you're saying. Like, if, if a four-year-old goes to kindergarten and they start not and they don't know nothing, like... Wouldn't I, oh, I'm saying it, wouldn't I look at the parent and say, well, why? If your kid was at home all this time, you didn't teach them ABCs and colors? Couldn't that fall back on the parent too? Yes, it does fall back on the parent, but every parent isn't able to. We understand that. That's true. Because we know parents sometimes have to work two or three jobs just to make ends meet. They may not have... Okay, especially if they're working, they may need to pay for childcare, right? To watch their children. So, but what if they're struggling to right. put a roof over the, your, their head to right, begin right. with? Uh huh. So, how do they have time? You, I know you can make time for everything, but how do you have time to work three jobs, two, right. three jobs, uh-huh. deal with your older children, plus deal with your two, three year old and uh-huh. try to implement their letters, their numbers, and all of that stuff? You, you barely have time for anything. Got you. Got you. Remember, okay. we we're talking about the underprivileged. Right, yeah. right, right. That's barely able to make it. Right. Okay. And the waiting list to get on these government programs are ridiculous. Forever. Yes. Forever. So, I just know a lot of stuff falls in between the gaps. Right. It's, it falls in the cracks. So. It's not important. Because if it's something important, they would they would make it a, a priority. Yes. They make it a priority. So, And that's why I feel like we as a society are falling short. I do feel like we as a society are falling short because we should be implementing more projects for our our youth so that they become 
productive citizens when they inside society. Inside society, correct. So with that being said, let's take a quick music break, and we'll come back. You are tuned in to Ben Hop's Community Corner. Right here, we are live here. You can call in 305-749-6004 if you want to call in. Uh, you know, we're here, here live. Give us a call, all right? We'll be right back. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Round of applause. 
Round of applause. Uh, live with my special guest, Regina, in the building. Regina's talking about the programs that she's trying to implement, that she is implementing down here in South Florida. And I, I applaud you once again. Applaud you for your, your, your efforts and going out there to really um, make a difference. Because honestly, that's a lot of work. And if you don't get the support, like you said, you know, it, it's uh, it's going to be like an uphill battle. You know, so what can I can I ask you this? Is there anything that kind of, you know, you see that's unfair with this whole education system? I mean, I know. Is it just strictly a finance thing? Like, OK, the people who don't have money, they just don't get the education or what would you say the problem is? The problem probably definitely are the funds. Right. Because this program that I'm implementing will specifically, um, it would cater to HUD communities. Okay. And people living in public housing. Because the programs that's in Washington, D.C. and Broward, even Broward County and the good parts, they have access to all of these things. Right. Our people and our students... Just and do you see is it a black thing too? I'm gonna ask you. Is it does it seem like it's a primarily a black issue? Well, we talking about generational curses. If when you want to go, go to let, when, let, if you want to say down, is it girl. a black thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it's like generational curses and we 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 inherited the trauma. Right. We inherited the curse. So, it's like trying to fix it from here. Right. And we have to break the curses at right. this point. So, and that's what I'm saying. When I look at um, a lot of these, maybe athletes or these big stars, these big rappers and these big um, actors, and I'm saying to myself, y'all are making millions and millions and millions of dollars. You know, why not, you know, come back and invest in, you know, the, the children, the neighborhoods? Because most of them probably came from neighborhoods like that. You get what I'm saying? But once they they made it, I don't know. Is it is it me thinking like they don't come back and give? Or maybe do they give a lot and we just don't know about it? I think they need to pay more of an instrumental role. Uh-huh. And I think that they're giving back. They think giving turkeys away and giving toys away is, is giving back to their community. Mm. Oh, and it's see? a huge gap. Like, that's not giving back. You're it's giving it back, <laughs> but it's not what we need. Ah. We need programs implemented, and we need effective programs, not just, okay, I'm going to start this program at the Boys and Girls Club, and I want these kids to come out here and play in this gym and play some basketball. Uh-huh. No, we need programs that work. Because not every kid not every kid is uh, af- athletic. No, every kid is not athletic. It's about bringing these children in and see what fits their needs and put ah. them. It's about creating a program right. that caters to all children. Right. And when you create this program, uh-huh. you create different groups mm-hmm. and different boards and different um, mm-hmm. things for every child. No child should be left behind. I do agree So when that. these athletes or when these people come back and they give back. Big stars. Big stars, when they come back mm-hmm. and they give back, mm-hmm. they only give back to a basketball program or a football program. Mm. But we need an overall program. 
There we need go. a program where we're teaching these kids how to excel through liberal arts, performing arts, football, gym, like what, whatever it is that fits their needs. Got they you. should be learning how to fly an airplane. Because you, you could have some kids that are very artistic when it comes to drawing, yes. painting, and but they're not athletic playing basketball and football. They may not want to do that. They might want to play golf. Oh, there you go. My nine-year-old wants to play golf. There you go. You're right. So why... There you go. So why put it in just the basketball and football? I get it. I get it. And you can't form a child into what you want them to be. I get it. You have it. to see what they want, and, and you have to cultivate that from there. I get it. So statistics would show that um, these kids would definitely, the ones that do get, I think statistics somewhere, and I don't know the exact number. I don't know what the percentage is, but I know I've heard where, you know, Kids that are, are into the performing arts or it, that have the, at least had that um, ability to, to have it one time in their life end up being more productive when it comes to their life and their, what they end up being. Because it, it's a way, I, I think it's a way to break away from the pressure of just learning and reading and learning and reading and learning and math and math, reading and math. You get what I'm saying? Yes. And what I think is, uh-huh. see... We have to expose them. That's why I go back to exposing. Mm-hmm. When you expose a child, then you know what they need. Right. If you don't expose them to a lot of different variety of things, then you never know what they can excel in. Right. They're and you never know what ex- they might love, right? Yes. They're just not excelling in the things that you're offering. Got you. But everyone have their strong points and their weak points. Right. I got you. And it's up to us to figure out what, what moves this child. There you go. Because like you said, you can have a kid that is definitely... Um, uh, um, good with his hands, so he may like to build and like to fix things. Hey, yes, and then you may have a kid that's like you said. I, I said earlier that like to draw. Expose them to yachts, to boats. Right. I, I'm out here looking for all type of things to expose these children. So just like I'm out there trying to look at planes and drones and stuff like that mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. DC, I'm also. I also have a client who have yachts. Okay. So I'm also trying to expose our children to that you as might, well. You might need to talk about the yacht party, but that's another story. Go ahead. Yes, I'm also <laughs> exposing, trying to think of a way. Soon uh-huh. as I'm on a yacht, I'm like, dang, okay, so how could I bring this into what I'm doing? Right. Because everything at this point to me got to make sense. Now, you mentioned field trips, yes. right? So do you take a group of kids from the inner cities? Um, to different places like that? Yes. And and do you do this on your own? Like, is this something that's this, funded? This is something that everything is funded. Okay, so you have the actual, like, maybe, do you need to, like, get a bus, a van? Yes, buses so, and vans. Okay, so you get that, and you get the kids, they sign up, I guess the parents have to sign, and then now you're taking them to these different places. Correct. Have you ever gotten a, a situation where you're dealing with some kind of, some some kids are very unruly, or they go places and they just don't know how to act? Have you had situations like that? I see you smiling. But <laughs> because we work in the inner city, so that's like a given. Given. These so in children. other words, you say, yes, right? Yes, like, but you have to cultivate their minds. It all starts with the minds. Right. And one thing I will say that's not done in our community, uh-huh. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this very clearly. Yes. Mental health awareness is needed predominantly uh-huh. in our communities. And you can't tell someone that they need therapy or they need some um, 
like their mind. You you can't tell them that without them thinking they're crazy. They ain't crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And but why is that? Why? Because we, it's, is it's, it the it's, food? It's, it's, is it the like what's causing no, the mental? Crazy? No, 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 no. It's not the food. I I personally believe that. Uh huh. We as people perish from a lack of knowledge. Okay. And you see, like in the urban communities, you tell somebody they need therapy. I go to a therapist because. I have a lot going on, and I need somebody to bring it all in. Right. And Sometimes you need somebody just to talk to, right? And you see how white people and rich people, I don't even want to say it like that. I got you. But they go to therapists. They figure that stuff out. They, they get a plan, and they get it moving. Mm-hmm. We as people, when you say anything about therapy, they say, no, I don't need a therapist. I'm okay. No, you're gotcha. not okay. That's the reason why you're not okay, because you you're not figuring out a plan so you can move forward so you're being stuck in the trauma you're being stuck in the generational curses because you're not trying to figure out a plan to get out of it because we think it's culture and it's not it's not that's they think it's a part of the culture like they think the game it's okay it's okay the thinking everybody out to get them and it's me against the world they think that's a part of the culture and that that's where we're supposed to be thinking in our minds and that's not right but, so they don't ever go anywhere to get any help. And right. you need help. Right. Do you believe that social media has a, a lot to play yes. with that? Yes. Social media. How, how, how do you? Social media is a tool. Right. Uh, for the ignorance. I don't think it have a lot to do with it. I just think they use it as a tool to broadcast they, what they, they shortcomings. And right. I, that's what I think. That's what you think it is. Yeah. So, so you're saying that social media definitely contributes to the it craziness that yes. we see out there. Yes. Because I see. Because because to me, I feel like a lot of our youth are are very numb to 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 things that happen now. I know growing up, I, I remember. Okay, I give you an example. I remember. You remember that song "Juicy" from M2 May. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it, I played it the other day and that crossed my mind. Because I remember the part, you know very well mm-hmm. what you are. And then the part when she say, I, I, I lick you up like a lollipop, right? I remember back then, I thought that was very like, ooh, explicit. Like she's talking about licking you up like a lollipop. And But now with the things you hear now that the kids listen to where it comes to the music, social media, they show fights like the other day. Um, some kind of what was it? What was um, what was the last weekend that we had here that was President's Day? No, it was um, during Super Bowl Super weekend. Bowl. Super Bowl weekend, and they showing fights on South Beach, and these are all women in the street fighting. And like they think and, it's the culture. They think yeah, they think it's the culture, and it's not. It's generational curses. I'm telling you, it's like the minds. If we can help ch- change, but is that the parents the minds, now? Huh? But is that the parents now? But you know, I always speak of this, the generations, and I think you don't see how when we were growing up, when, uh-huh. I, when I was growing up, my mom in that generation wasn't in the club. The people that's forties in their forties now, in their late thirties and the forties, they're still in the club and they're partying with their kids. Have you noticed that? Yes, <laughs> that generation. That generation is not moving on. Like you understand what I'm saying? There. In other words, stuck. you're saying the 40 generation is not moving on. No, because they should be out. Of, they shouldn't be in the club, and they should. Everyone's be... partying with their child now. That 20 year old, they're in there with their 21 year old, and they're in their 40s, and it's like it's, it's the way of life. And they and they be like, baby, I like that new Nicki. 
I like that new Nicki Minaj yeah. song. They over there twerking. Yeah, but, and play that city girl. Like, but who am I to pass judgment? Like, whatever floats your boat. Right. But I'm telling you, I You know what? I never thought too. about it like that. Oh, you right. I, I did. I, ain't I never thought I noticed about it. Like that. I'm like, it's that generation. I don't know what generation that is. I don't know. You see how we have the so millennials. That's what, but that's and, what I'm saying. So it, that, it, it's the parenting. Right? Because they're not moving on, like you said. Yeah, they, they're not. Like... There is something with that generation. They should draw a line and say, okay, listen, I, I, you know, hey, listen. Let's give up the club. No, but I think probably because social media, because everybody still want to be popping. Listen, if it ain't making money, ain't worried about it. That's what's making popping for me. And I'm not saying there's something (laughs) wrong with going out. It's just like everyone want to go out and have a good time, but you're not elevating out of the same clubs that you were in 20 years ago. The same clubs are And it's the same thing. And it's the same thing. But now you bringing your child out with you and y'all partying and it's just like, oh, wow. And I see this all the time. No, 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 no. All the time. Like, dang. Oh, I'm going to go out with my... I'm like, yeah, like... (laughs) You can see the pictures. I just be like, "Ooh, this is this is a lot." Yes, I actually, you know what? I never thought about it, but you are one hundred percent correct. I never really thought about it, but you're right. That I, that generation, like you said, the forty year old is is hanging with their 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 children in the club. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's That's really crazy. Going on. Wow. So yeah, you're right. So it's it's basically. Babies. That's, that's probably why we have the um the highest rate of juvenile um. Incarceration is that, right now. but let me ask you: Is that a black thing, a white thing, a Latin thing? Not necessarily. Right now, I'm working on a project with the state attorney's office, uh-huh. and it's a halfway house for the juveniles that's been direct filed with felonies on that record. Okay, okay. So, and I think that there's no plan implemented from when they go to prison and they get out of prison for them to get back on their feet and right. be productive members into society. Right. So we would supply resume bank training. We would supply job mm. job training. Mm-hmm. We would get them a high school diploma. Right. We would send them to college if that's what their needs are. We would um, teach them to be leaders of their community so right. that they don't turn around. The recidivism rate will go all the way low. Right. So my wife brought up a good um, um, question because we were we were we were kind of like um, we heard a, a, a pastor. He was he was breaking down the Willie Lynch. The Willie oh, Lynch yes, letter, I'm right? very aware of that. Right. <laughs> so, and w- what he said was, you know, like usually, like if you, um, I'm talking about incarceration, right? Technically, when you when you're incarcerated and you serve your time, when you come out, you should come out with a clean slate, like because you served your time, so you should come out with a clean slate where that's not on your record because you serve your time. But what this country has done is. No, they keep it on your record. And now because it's on your record, it makes it harder for you now to elevate. To elevate, to get a job, to get whatever because of that. So, you're right. And that's the that's the problem with our system. I think, you know, it's it's that pipeline like you said of 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 it's broken. It's broken and then we're leading these kids straight to nowhere. jail. And I'm not going to lie, the music you know, I'm a DJ. I've been DJing since the early 90s. You can see on my wall right here, I got the biggies, I got the pox. I got all the people that I, I was playing back then, even the pox. I use I always use Pac as an example, you know. I love Tupac. Yes. He, the philosophy. Right. He, yeah. he was a gangster, you know, with his music. 
he had the gangster joints, but then he also had the meaningful joints. You get what I'm saying? Like he had the the stuff that was the dear mamas, the Brenda's Brenda's got a baby. Like he had the stuff that was meaningful too. So what I'm saying is nowadays these this music that's coming out is just there's nobody passing knowledge or instilling knowledge, and they thinking, okay, well you have to scam, you have to sell drugs, you have to rob, you gotta get lit, you gotta get lit, you gotta be in the part, you gotta be in the club, you gotta be partying. But who's saying let's go to college? Or who's saying Ain't go- nobody? And college, that. college isn't for everyone. Right. But let's get a trade. Let's start a business. Who's saying that? Who's who's giving them? But it's not popular. Why? Because. They think it's for the culture, and they think they think all of they think all of this is culture. Right, right, and and it's it's not right. But that's what I'm saying. But this is what I'm, I I try. That's why I blame. Because I think I think that that saying is true. It takes a village to raise a child. A child. I really believe in that because I do believe that it's a village. Not only the parents, but everything around you. It's going to help raise that child. So, like you said, if you have parents that's trying their best with their children, but then everything around them is all negative, sex, drugs, and money, and showing them that this is the quick way to make a dollar. Become a rapper, and you'll make millions of dollars. And that's all these kids want to be. But who who makes it? But that's What's what I'm the saying. ratio of it's not. someone actually making it? That's what I mean. That. Yeah, it's the same thing. Same thing with a, a, being an athlete. So it's like you're trying to accomplish and achieve a dream, and you keep, keep running towards something, mm-hmm. and you might be running to nowhere. I'm not saying don't follow your dreams, but you better have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. No, you and right. a plan D. If you can excel in music, take the way that you able to do your music. Become an engineer. Like, yes. Learn to become a producer, right. become something that you're still working in the field that you love, and that's why the STEM project project that I'm pushing is so important STEM, because right. only thing we teach these children, like okay, you don't make it in music, then okay, your dream is over. No, you can do something else in music where in you're music, still right. excelling, and you're exactly. still so we can teach them multiple things exactly. to get to the next level. You could be the engineer, like you said, the producer, the engineer. You could do um, video editing. There's all kinds of stuff with the music. The and, um, um, business that you can get into. Yes, make beats. Do make something. beats. There you go. I used to make beats. You know what I'm saying? I used to do all that. But yeah, what I'm saying is, I think, and I do believe that it takes a village to do that. And I, I, I feel like now we don't have that village. And like I said, I, I do. And this is why I have this station because I want to be able to bring, um, you know, information to people. I want to bring different things to people because. I feel like the regular radio is feeding kids nothing but poison. They're feeding the... the just Because if you hear the same uh, song that talks about selling dope, you know, 10 times an hour, what what do you think these young kids are going to think about? And I think that um, the role models are the are who the children listen to every day. So if we can get a hold of them, the artists. Yeah, but you know how when, when so what do you say when an artist say, "Well, I'm not a role model." To hell you are. There you go. You have this I gotta get a truck home for that one. Huh? I gotta get your truck home for that one. Where my truck on at? <laughs> I gotta get a truck home. Where my truck on at? There you go, right here. If you're not sit down, remove yourself from the public eye because you have this child listening to you 10, 12 <laughs> times a day and you feeding him nonsense. So yeah. to hell you are. To hell you are. There you go. <laughs> so you use your platform right. wisely. Right. And I do. But I, I've heard artists say, I'm not here to raise your kid. But 
technically, no, well, you're I, not, but you're right. You have a voice, and they listen to you because, think about it. A, a child spends more time at school during the week than they do at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever influence they're getting at school, whether it be they're learning or whether it be they're hanging out with their friends and they're listening to music and they're not doing what they're supposed to do, they're going to be hearing stuff. And like you said, if and nowadays with the social media, you have a Cardi B. I use Cardi B, for example. She's very popular. Got millions and millions and millions and millions of followers. But yeah, if she's out there acting a fool, half naked, shaking a butt, talking about my coochie this, it's my coochie culture. that. Yeah, yeah. And then now you're making the young girls think that, okay, it's good to do that. Yeah, she made it big on that career. But not that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make it big on that career. You get what I'm saying? Yes. So it is the culture. But... This is why I feel like we need more adults and more role models, like you said, to come in and say, you, you know what? We're going to give you something else, too. We're going to give you that, but we're going to give you something else. You have to give them something they, that they can relate to. Right. So, and politicians and the people that's at, in the community at large, they're not relatable. Mm, There's a gap. True. We have to bridge the gap. So you and need somebody. You need somebody is, in that position that can relate. What my job is is uh-huh. to bridge the gap between the urban community and the political world. So you telling me? No politicians get up there and they bloviate. No. Okay. Bloviate means to talk into long at long lengths about absolutely nothing. <laughs> I like that word. I got to write that down. Bloviate. <laughs> It's like you're talking, but you're not getting. What's your message? What are you saying? You're saying the same thing over and over, and, and these kids don't want to hear it. Right. These kids not understanding, they're not relating, they're not, you're not meeting them halfway. It's not nothing necessarily happening. Okay, you got it, I'll fix it for you. Go ahead, talk. So what happened now? Go ahead, keep on. There's, there's, there's not nothing, there's, there's nothing happening. Uh-huh. Because the kids, when, when they're having these assemblies and they're bringing these people into the school. To talk to them, right? To talk to them, them kids are like. They're not even paying attention. They don't, they're not paying attention, they're listening to their friends. But let me, let me do this. Bring a politician in uh-huh. and tell them, look, you're talking to ch- these are children. Give them something they rela- can relate to. Okay. If you want to go have a business meeting or if you want to have a um a meeting with your commission, that's it's not the same way you approach these children. Mm. It's not the same way. You give them something they can relate to yes. and you talk to them and you bring someone else in. Say, just for instance, when I was working my cousin's campaign, okay. his governor's campaign, right? I came up with a strategy as a um a college store and you bring an artist in. Mm. You get them to vote. You get you got their attention. Yeah, because now they, they have can an relate artist, to something it. they can relate to. Right, right. You have to always make it relatable. There you go. That is true. So that is true. You have to do that. And I do agree with you and you're right. If you bring a boring politician up or whatever, and or you gotta bring some or even if you bring anybody to to speak to a group of kids where it's not relatable to them, they're not paying attention. Yes, so you're wasting your time. Right, right. And a lot of politicians, they bloviate. There you go. I'm going to have to write that name, that word down, bloviate. You bloviating right now, partner. Slow down. You bloviating right Talk, now. You're talking in long lengths <laughs> about absolutely nothing. There you go. So with that being said, let's get to some music. We'll be right back. Don't bloviate, all right? But if you want to call in, you can call in 305 305- 749 6004. Give us a call here. We are here live 
Um, hey, we here live. Community Corner, Ben Hop, my special, special guest, Regine in the building. We'll be right back. Let's go. Right back at ya. It's the world's most talented record label. Murder And that angelic voice you hear in the background. Oh, that's our new princess of hip hop and all this. Yeah, Mr.
Yo, what's up? This your girl, Boss Lady. I'm here with the number one station on the internet, Excitement Radio. They official, baby. Every day I spend my time drinking wine, feeling fine, waiting here to find the sign that I can understand. Yes, I am. So every day I spend my time drinking wine, feeling fine. Drinking my wine. I, I, I got the love birds chirping at the window, but I don't need love no more. I'll be fine, sipping wine, taking time slow. I got the love birds chirping at the window, but I don't need love no more. I'll be fine, sipping wine. So every day I spend my time. Bye. 
round of applause, round of applause. We are back. We are back. Special guest in the building, Regina. Um, basically talking about her program, STEM, that she's bringing. Actually, she's... STEAM. STEAM, excuse me. STEAM, and she's working to bring all these type of great... Um, programs. I don't even know if I, I want to call it programs because it's just to me it's just like just amazing. You know the things that you, you're you're talking about giving these kids. I mean, it's awesome. So I mean, I don't know if I want to even just say programs because to me it's more like a, a life changing career, like you know, like experience you're giving these kids. I'm definitely trying to change the trajectory in right. our communities. Exactly. And I'm trying to change the narrative. And it starts with the minds and it starts with our children. Because mm-hmm. like I always say, the youth is the future. And if we don't give to them, who else will? And they have to carry on when we're not here. Exactly. So we have to pass the torch. And there you go. I'm going to get the torch. So it could be passed. You, you, because, you're a firecracker, huh? Yes. <laughs> Do you take no for answer? Like No. <laughs> I don't take no for for an answer, and I'm because you see now. Now you see very nice. Now you don't see. I'm very nice. I'm very graceful. Like that pit bull type, but I'm pretty sure you could get. I'm a pit bull with a skirt. Oh, okay. There you go. (laughs) When it comes to what I need done, I will get it done. And I have a team of people. I have a lot of support and a lot of help, and I really appreciate it. And I got a lot of supporters and help, and I have a lot of people standing behind me. That's great. I'm grateful. I'm always grateful. Okay, what's this project you're working with the uh, state attorney? The state attorney project is the juvenile justice project with the DJJ. Uh-huh. Um, these kids are incarcerated and they direct file into the prison system. Right, right. And we're trying to stop that. We're trying to stop the process of them with the recidivism and going back into the prison system. So we, our plan is to get them on their feet, get them in housing. Right. Okay. Um, it's like a six month plan where once they graduate out of our program. They'll have a job, they'll have a diploma, or they'll either be in college. They'll right. be some way back into society on a positive route. Now, if these kids are are, are deemed uh, to be t- tried as an adult, if they complete this program, is, is that charge coming off their record? Even though they were deemed charged as an adult, would that come off their Pro- no, it won't come off their record, but right. we're, we're partnering with, with career sources. So we're going to find them a job. Okay. We're going to get them education. Okay. So it won't come off their record, but we'll get them steady in life. So you'll, you'll, you'll help get them, them on their feet. Get them and on there's their feet. no program right now that exists for them. Right. And when you out of prison and you've been around all of these thugs and all of these high high rate criminals, your mind... Your mind is flushed with nonsense. So when they get it back out here in this in the neighborhood and in society, they try to go back to what got them there to begin with. So our job is to stop the recidivism and get them in a positive light. Right, right. So that's good. So that's good. That's definitely. And there's good. no there's there's nothing that's in place right now implementing a plan to stop the recidivism. Right, because usually when they get out or whatever, or they on probation, it's just whatever, and that's it. Nobody's yes, helping but, them out. 
they're back to rob and they're back to gangbang and they're back in the streets and our job right. we as people our job is to stop that and sometimes it's homelessness they they come back and they are released and the reason why they were in prison or they got in that situation because they 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 lack direction right. they lack um support so our job is to give them that direction and that support so they're not back in the same situation right. so if you release a, a child right and the reason why they were in there was for armed robbery or whatever they did to get in that situation. Uh-huh. And you release them, they back in the same situation where they have no food, they have no place to live. They got they, they're gonna resort they, back they're to they're gonna resort back what got them there. Yeah, yeah, to the armed robbery. Yes, or whatever it is that got them in that situation, or mm-hmm. they're doing fraud or whatever they're doing, selling right. drugs, whatever they were doing, it's it's for a reason. Okay. So a person selling drugs. Let's say a, a young child selling drugs, um, and they're making a certain amount of money, and now they get arrested, whatever. Now they come out, and you're saying you're going to help them get a job, but now they're not making the same money that they were making selling dope. Is that? Well, do right you see them sticking to this program and saying, "Or oh, what? Or oh, what?" Well, right now they don't have to pay to have anywhere to stay right. because we're providing housing we're okay. providing food we're providing transportation for them to get um to the programs we have implemented for them uh-huh. so they're in a better predicament than they were before because they had to get money supp- to supply themselves gotcha. with all these things so gotcha. we're giving them all of their needs on it, uh, and we're these, giving them a job so right. they're gonna use their money from their job to get their wants because we're supplying their needs right so are these kids uh some of them like like uh, uh, orphans. Do they have yes, parents? Yes, that's, that's that's that's. Or most that's, of them are just like like you said. Yes, orphans. parents on drugs and parents stuff like on that. drugs, like in bad situations. So when they are released, they have a safe haven. We we're going to be that safe haven okay. because okay. every child isn't bad, and it's just bad predicaments. Have you ever ran into a child that you said? It's the up Lord. Help me with this child because I can't take this child anymore. Like, have you ever met a child that was too much to handle, or you just say you're gonna do it? <laughs> Let me tell you about a situation that really touched okay, me. Okay, come on, talk to me. Um, I've been giving back to inner communities for the last six years. I started my first nonprofit when I was 24 called the Hope Campaign. Okay, and I started this initially so, initiative solely on giving back to kids and homeless shelters. Uh huh. And, and an orphanage without parents. Okay. So we went out to his house, children's home, located in Miami Gardens. Mm-hmm. And it was a girl out there. She was dancing and wild and, you know, all of that stuff like that. We had a big old toy drive and we gave back. We brought food and all of that stuff like that and uh-huh. bounce houses. And on Christmas Eve, I come back and it's like a one-on-one session with them. I bring them um, mm-hmm. a Christmas Eve dinner and I bring, like, beauticians in and to to do their hair and um, give them haircuts and stuff like that. And we sit and I just talk to them, like have one-on-one session, like it's group homes inside of his house is an orphanage. So I'm in the home that have like an eight year, eight, eight girls there. And the home is from like 15 to 17, like 14 years old to 17 years old. Right, I right, think. Right, right. So the girl, she's in there and we're talking to her and stuff like that. And she's talking about her boyfriend and how she done ran away from a facility before. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And she's just talking to us. I have one of the beauticians there doing her hair and she's like telling us about her mom and her living situation and that um, her mom is in jail mm-hmm. and that she just be running away to try to go be with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So I want to say like a week later, 
she committed suicide. Oh, man. That's sad. That's so, sad. that really touched me. So, I've been put into so many situations where I've seen so many different things. Wow, and I'd sad. be like, yeah. maybe if someone would have helped, maybe if she had that loving, mm. that loving net and that support of... Yes. Because she don't have parents. She's in a group home. Right. And she's running away to go be with her boyfriend, who she thinks is the one. And she's trying to get that love. That's why she's running away, trying to get to him. Right, right. She's trying to get that support. And she's looking for love in all her own places. In all her own places. That's crazy. That's crazy. And like you said... You're 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 interacting with her, and next thing you know, she commits suicide. Yeah, so that that that's a situation that really touched yes, me. I could imagine that. I could imagine, and it's very sad when you see young people like that commit that type of um um act because it that means that they 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 were under a lot of pressure yes. for them to do that, and then they had nowhere to turn to. No parents. She nobody had, she to don't turn have anything. to. And I thank God. I really thank God for my upbringing right. and how I was raised. Right. Because I come from a very, very religious background, a very mm-hmm. family-oriented background. Uh-huh. And when you start being around children who don't have that same safe net, you try to give it to them. Mm-hmm. You try to give as much as you could. Um, you try to go to the um, the orphanages. You try right. to touch people who parents are on drugs. You try to touch everyone who doesn't have what you had. Mm-hmm. And that's be my motive and my goal for everything that I do. My objective is to change the society in a way where people always say I live like in a fairy tale land or like in a land like in a world that don't exist. And it, no, everything I believe everything is possible. I don't think that's fairy tale. I do believe, like like you said, you know, we we can help. We can help um, people that's in situations like that. Because, like you said, just sitting there being able to just talk to them. We can right all the wrongs we see right. around us. Yeah. And it starts around us. Yeah. And then that's how we touch the world. Mm-hmm. You're right. One kind act um, leads to another kind act. Leads to another one, another one, another one, another one. So, we have yes. have to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. I do believe. I do. I do believe that. And like you said, I always feel like children are, you know, it's not their fault. It's not. Like. They were born into Yes. It. They were born into a situation. So. You know, I always feel like it's not their fault. They were born to a situation. Now, I think as a village, and once again, I go back to, I think it's a village that helps run, you know, raise a child. As a village, I think we all can do our part and help where we can help. You know, if if there's something I can do, I, I will do it. And I think we all as a village should be able to do that. You know, I know there's a lot of this, um... Sex trafficking thing going on because a lot of these young kids, a lot of these Lack young love girls, and direction and support, right? So they're getting caught us. up in that. Yes, so it's up to us to um, fill in the gaps and give them the love and the support that they don't get at home. Somebody right. have to do it, or if they don't, if, if they they may not have a home, yeah, and that's what and you're that's saying. A, that, that's a, a big. Right. A big, big, big hole right there that some of them don't have a home. So exactly. we supply the home. We supply the love. We supply the support. We implement these programs and we implement these plans with force. The people that ha- that you have working these um, um, initiatives, th- this, you know, how are they screened? Like, how do you screen them? To 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 because you got to be honestly, you got to be a person with compassion and love. To, to really deal with these type of programs because you're dealing with kids 
that really don't that may not understand you trying to help them. You get yeah, what I'm so saying? You you might be the enemy. You might be the enemy with them. So how you, do you, you interrupting their good thing and their good thing is doing whatever they want to do? What they do, and then now you implementing rules, and that's like okay, You're giving them structure, and it's like I come they they don't they don't believe in those things, and if you try to come on too hard, they might try to fight you. I, I used to I used to I used to kind of illustrate this to the kids and say, listen, you kid you kids are like the the fish in the fishbowl. Right, you know how the the fishbowl has the sides and it holds the water, and that's the boundaries. Like the fishbowl are the boundaries that you gotta be in because you know as a child you, you should have boundaries. But if you remove the fishbowl and there's no boundaries and now the water goes away, you as the fish is gonna die because there's no boundaries there. So I think you should have boundaries as a child. You should, and I and I believe that you like I said, us adults need to help. Guide these children because sometimes they don't know. Like you said, we're, you might look like the bad guy because you're trying to help them out. They may look at you and say, "Nah, Regina, I ain't trying to hear that. I'm out here trying to well, I'm barely- sling my dope, man. I ain't trying to hear that, Regina." You might be saying, "Hey, man, you know, but there's a better way. Once you learn aerial dynamics, once you go in the studio and be an engineer, nah, man, I want to sling this dope." Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm very relatable to when it comes to the treasure. So what they go? What you gonna say if I if I was a child? I said that to you. What would you say? I say no, nah, Regina, girl. Nah, man. I'm 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 doing my. I, I got to be in the streets, girl. What I would say, I would show them new new ways. Okay. And it's not really about what you say. It's about what active approach you take mm. with them. Because a lot of people say a lot of I things. I like that. I like a that. lot of people say a lot of things, but it gets nowhere. I like that. It's about how how would you approach the situation. Right. You show them new ways. You you show them that life is bigger you, than that. You're more than all talk. Yes, it's more than just talk. I don't really talk too much. That's the thing. That's how I'm able to get a lot done ah. because everybody see my vision. Everybody see how strong I, I, I'm. Very very strong minded, and I come mm. off very strong. My demeanor is strong. I'm, I'm a very strong person. So, and I listen more than I talk, which I stated before. And when I go into meetings with people. I listen the whole entire time. And nine times out of ten, we're going to have a second meeting. We're not going to get nothing accomplished in that first meeting. Because you're listening in the first meeting. I'm listening to everything. You're taking your notes. I'm I'm a processor. I process things. Right. So you're taking your notes. My mental notes. Then I'm going home and see how we can come together. Right, right, right. right. And how we can implement a plan and how we can move forward. Uh Uh-huh. And before I speak, I know what I'm speaking on. There you go. So you know. Because I won't. I want the truth to you come be out prepared. of my mouth, and I want to be prepared, and I want to make sure that I'm effective, and that I'm not just talking. Okay, that's Good. what's important. Good, you've been effective. There you go. Good. If you're not effective, then what you say, nobody would take your word serious. Gotcha. You have to know what you're talking about, and make sure it actually makes sense. Well, I'm not saying that we can just sit here and we can just talk, and. It, it, it probably wouldn't get us anywhere. Right. But let me go home and let me come up with a plan and let me circle back. Okay. So you all, you, you're not just talk. You action. That's what you're saying. Yes. Call you we action. The new action, Jackson. There you go. We have to be <laughs> in order to change what there we you see. There you go. You're right. The old ways, none of those ways work in my eyes. Right. So we have to figure out how we can go from here to here as one. Right. As a whole. There you go. You're right, and I and I do agree. Uh, how does this affect 
your personal life? Like, with you dealing with a lot of these kids, you laughing. <laughs> ah, there you go. How does this deal with the, the personal? Because you said you have two boys. I'm assuming you're what? You're married? You have a husband or something? Or you have a significant other? Like, how does that, <laughs> how does that affect your personal life? Because you have to, because honestly, if you're going to be out there helping the kids, that means you're going to be out there. How does that affect? The family home. Well, I'm I'm divorced. <laughs> like I was in a bad relationship, domestic violence and stuff like that. I'm divorced right now. I concentrate on work, and if I were seeing someone, I wouldn't speak on it because I keep my private <laughs> okay, life very I private. I got you. I got you. You won't know that I'm dating someone, though. I went someone until you see me about to be married. Ah, got you, got you. So, but, but I don't really date. But if I, I if I do decide to see someone, I, I don't want everyone in my business. Okay, so so in other words, that's what I was. That my question is because you're doing this um, right now, you have more time doing this because of course if you was married or in a relationship, I, I and I know you have your boys and I know you probably spend a lot of time yes. with them. And I'm but very it, overprotective of my right. children. I do a lot of community events. I think. Do you I bring give, them with you when you do it? Well, Are they there participating? I grew up in this life because this was my, I was raised by my grandfather, which I mentioned in the last interview. Right. Uh-huh. I was raised by my grandfather, and he exposed us. He was a civil rights activist. Tomorrow's his birthday, by oh, the way. Oh, all right. Um, I was raised by my grandfather. He exposed us to this life at a young age, but he also guarded us. Okay. And he also hired people to come in and help us. People cleaned our house. People watched after us, and he watched them. Mm. So, and he still did so many things with us and exposed us, but we were guarded. So, we weren't allowed to spend a night at anyone's house. We were in church right. all the time because he was a pa- he was a preacher. He was a pastor. He was a pastor. So, okay. He implemented so many programs, like I'm trying to implement programs. Okay. Okay. He had like a program within his church. And we were a part of that program. We, so we were in church on Saturdays as well as Sundays. And on Tuesdays, we were in church as well. So I had no time to wander off and do anything until we got older. And you know you try to rebel because you've been in this mm, tight hole Because you've been kind of like, life. you felt like you've been, you've been a held down your, right. <laughs> your whole life. So you try to, you know, rebel against what you come from. But then when you get older, you realize that was the right way. That was the right way. And, and you know what? It's so funny. I, the kids don't understand. And I had to learn What that. you try to protect them from, they they re, they will rebel. But when they realize, when they get older, they be like, damn, I understand what my mom and pops was doing. They were just protecting me and trying to show me a better way. I wish. I've had this conversation uh, in the past. I said, I wish I had somebody in my ear giving me some good information as I was growing up. Because most of my stuff I had to learn through trial and error. You know, I didn't have, you know, yeah, I had the stepdad. You know, my mom raised us in New York. You know, but I didn't have that person telling me, you need to save your money. You need to go, you know, invest in some real estate. You need, I didn't have that. You get what That's I'm saying? That's the crazy part. I had all of that growing up. I was so exposed to so much. I sat through my first closing at 16 years but old see, with my grandfather. That's why you do you act the way you act. That's why you you look at things differently. Yes, and I thank God for him. Like I thank God, right. and we rebuilt. I, I sometimes I regret it so much because we did everything, and we thought I, we ran away from this life our whole <laughs> life. And then when I lost my grandfather, right. it was like okay. 
Well, Grenade, this was the right way. Exactly. You finally realized. Yeah. But that's like, what I'm saying. Like at 16, he put. Who, who at 16 sits down at closing? At a closing? At 16, in the, the closing was at the house in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we had we had an option to be here or be in Atlanta. And we would drive back and forth. And there this is go. me at 16 years old. So I had an option of living in Miami for some because I had finished school early. Okay. I had the option of being in Atlanta if I wanted to be in Atlanta or being in Miami at any given time. Okay. And I had older sisters. Mm-hmm. And when we were in Atlanta, we were solely up there in that house by ourselves. So I was exposed to a lot as a child. So I tried to expose my children as well and get them that same upbringing. Good exposure, not... Because yeah. when you say exposed, sometimes it could be bad exposure, no, too. No, I was exposed to a lot of good things. We right, were at that's conferences. what I'm saying. Good. We were at, like, meetings. Yeah, take us al- along everywhere to show us. That's that good. That's life. great. And I thought, we thought it was all boring. But, man, look at how it turned around and actually helped. Because, like I said, I could tell because of that exposure, this is why you have that drive. This is why you have that, that connectability to go out there and connect with people and get things done. Done, because you had that exposure, and yeah, that's so great. My job is to expose the generation that's coming behind me. There you go. Not only and we my need kids, more people to do that. We need more people to do we that. We have a whole generation back there that yes. have to carry on when I'm not here. Mm-hmm. You're right. So it's not only for me to teach my children; it's for me to teach every child that looked like my child. There you go. There you go. I like that. See, my, where, I gotta get a truck horn for that one. Where, where my truck horn at? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta. I give truck horns when I hear stuff that's... There you go. There go that truck horn right there. <laughs> where where I hear things that are, are very important, man. That's great. You have to instill God in them. You have, to, mm-hmm. you have to teach them. You have to make them pray. Make them be kind to people. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Because I feel like... And, and growing up with me, like I said, my mom instilled God in us. Like, I had to go to Sunday school, and I had to learn about stuff. So, growing up for me, I felt the sense of, you know, you know, like, I'm not going to hurt somebody. I'm not going to go out there and, and do do evil things to people because I had that that God instilled in me. And I feel like now our community, they're taking God out of everything. Yes, and with the State Attorney Project, Pulse. That's a, um, mm-hmm. a Christian organization, and it's ran off of 35 civic churches in the community. Uh-huh. So when we're implementing this program, we're uh-huh. also bringing on the Circle of Brotherhood, who's instrumental in right. the community. Right, Circle of Brotherhood, yes, we And know. we're also bringing on Pulse uh-huh. for religious leadership as well into the children because they need it out of, out of, when it coming from the situation they just came out of. Right, right. So we're instilling God, mentorship, right. financial literacy. We're giving them everything they lack. And whether whether you believe in a in in God or a higher you know being a higher power higher power whether you believe or not, I still feel like um, the teachings and the learnings of what they teach you to be kind to be people. kind to spread love to not hurt like even if you go as far back as the Ten Commandments, <laughs> thou shalt not steal. Exactly. I should not kill. Even if you don't believe in God, believe in being a decent person. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Even if you was to just listen to that. Imagine if we had a community where people didn't steal, people didn't kill, love thy neighbor. Like, these are things that are very simple um, things to say. Yes, let's do that. Right? 
but we don't have that. They take they took God out. They took God out of school, God out of everything. They taking God out of everything. <laughs> so this is why you know I think we 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 live in a society now that's very violent. I mean, I you know I feel sorry. I mean, I know with the 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 police situation now, there's a lot of bad. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of officers out there that that use their authority. In the Abuse wrong of way. Power. Abuse of power. Yes. Like right. Just like Trump. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Abuse and of I, power. And I, and I do feel like there's a lot out there that do that. But then the, the majority of officers out there do not do that. They are actually the good ones. But because you have the bad apples, it has given that profession a, a bad stigma. And it's like now this, it's, not, it's like now people challenge the police and fight with the police because of course what the bad apples have done. So it's just a crazy cycle. It's a cycle. I see a cycle of just it's like violence. It's just nonstop violence. Like I remember seeing um an Instagram video in New York with this guy, he had some Timberland boots on, kicking this old lady in the face. And a bunch of kids were on the, on the train. And they were they were videotaping this and laughing, you know. Number one, if I was to see that, I I'd be hurt. Number one, and I'd try to help her because I'm looking at this is an old lady. There's no reason for this person to be kicking this this old lady with his boots on. But yes, the kids that were taking the video were laughing because they wanted to get likes on social media and post video. And I'm saying, where is society going if this is how these kids are growing up? Because they're only doing what they're taught. Exactly. They like direction and they like guidance. And I think a child needs direction and guidance. They may not think they need it, but they need it. You get what I'm saying? Like how you said earlier, your granddad put you in all these different projects, showed you all kinds of stuff, which you thought was... Boring, and you didn't want to do it. But now look at how you benefit from it. You realize, like, wow. And I think these kids don't. They they have to understand that you need that guidance. You need that. They need that exposure. They need that exposure. I mean, I don't want to go off topic, but I know I was. I, I'm listening to Dwayne Wade. I'm not oh listening. God, please don't. Look <laughs> for at twelve. At twelve, I'm like, old, you don't know what you want. I'm you like, wait a minute. You like, you you don't have no sexual orientation at twelve years old, and it's just a stupidity if you ask me. And I think you need to let a child be a child, and I don't care what the child like. Right at, and, at this I, point, I, no, it's, I, not, it's not my business. I don't want to speak on this man's personal life, but that's it's not really my business. But what I'm saying is, at twelve years old. He getting his nails done and wearing hot to talk. To, that's not appropriate for a twelve year old. Right, first of all, boy. So exactly. it's, it's nonsense. Uh, to me, it's a nonsense. It's not exactly, and that's what I'm trying to say. Using you to push push their initiative. That's exactly, and that's what I'm trying to say. As a parent, as a parent, that child is twelve. Now I don't care what the child come and tell me. I'm gonna be like, uh, no, okay. This is Go what it is. Book. Go sit down. Like what? Right. Like I'm not gonna. Acknowledge you as a as a, as a girl because you're not a girl. But this 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 has been going on for the last year or two. If he, if anyone's been paying attention, they had him at the pride parade. That's when he's 10, 11 years old. 
how do you know what you are at 10 or 11 right, years old? Right. So that's, 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 that's this been a bunch of nonsense. First of all, you don't like boys or girls. You need to go like your books. Exactly. I tell you, if you ask. So this, this is not something that just happened when he's 12. I've been paying attention to this for a very exactly. long time. Exactly. It's, but, but you're right. You got to remember. Think about it. I remember when I was young. You know. And I, I'm going to tell you my first experience uh, uh, with seeing a, seeing some naked titties, okay? My uncle in New York, and I think I was maybe about 10 years old, maybe. And my uncle had like a Playboy magazine or something. He was my uncle. And he just was like, hey, look, you're a boy. Look, when you get older, this is what you're going to like. <laughs> he showed me a magazine. But what I'm saying is he showed me a magazine with some some topless women. Okay. What I'm saying is at 10 years old, I did not think of women like that. I did not think of women and and, and, and sex and, and I didn't. So, yes, he showed me that, but I did not think that. So I didn't know. And then when you ask a, 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 a young kid, Oh, you got a girlfriend yet? Most of them are shy. They be like, no, I ain't got no girl. I'm not into girls yet. It's not because they don't like girls. It's because they're, they're not at that age where they understand. So they're like, no, I hang with my friends and stuff. That's not. That doesn't mean they're gay. That doesn't mean they're, they don't know what and, pre- preference they want. And someone's preference is not my business. You can like who you like. Right, exactly. Like, that's not my business. But my whole moral and my whole motive of that whole situation is mm-hmm. let a child be a child. Exactly. And I'm not, I'm not knocking the um, LBG no, no. community at all. My whole thing is that's a child. And yes. you put a child in a child's place. Put man. a child in a child's place. Like, you know, if a child's telling... First of all, if a child comes to and you and say... And it's not everybody's business that y'all got to promote it all over social media. Like, I don't know what the real goal <laughs> and what the real motive is. Like... Um, what's the, you know what I think it was? Because may, maybe if the child... You got to remember. And I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look at it in, as, a, as an entertainment point of view. And it's, I know we're going uh, kind of entertaining right now. I, yes, I know we're kind of going off the subject a little bit, but I'm just gonna mention this real quick. I think because if you're Dwayne Wade or if you're a big star and they know that's your child, they say we know that this is this person's child, and they see this person's child doing some crazy stuff. Before they allow social media to tear that child up, the parent would come out and say, "Hey, you know." I understand my child is going through a situation, and I support that child. So before social media would tear that child up and say, "Damn, what's what's up with that person's child? Why are they acting like that?" That person came out and said, "Hey, I understand my child is going through identity thing. We support him." So I think that's probably why it came out like that in social media because they kind of wanted to nip that in the bud before people ran off and, and they started do press conferences, right? And then I, I don't know because. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I guard my children with my life. So right. I, I, I don't. I don't feed my children to social media. I don't feed my children to the outside world because I live a very, very public life. My bad, bad. So when you live a very public life and you, that's that's my job to be. But public let me ask because you. I'm helping right. the the public community. Right. So you want to keep something sacred for you. Right. That's why I was like relationship, children, everything. That's but I think that's my personal. I, I'm gonna be life. the devil's advocate. I feel like sometimes you have to let your kids know what's going on because I expose them. Right. I guard them. Exactly. 
and, but, and I what's think, going on in my kid's personal uh-huh. life, I don't think it's for the world. Right. Okay. But uh, but like I'm saying, I, I feel like at, at the same time, and I hear what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying, I also feel that it's like cussing. My wife doesn't like when I cuss. But I may cuss here and there. And my kids may hear me cuss, but I'm like, listen... They don't hear me cussing. They're going to go outside and hear somebody cussing. But they'll know that, listen, daddy ain't supposed to cuss. Daddy cuss, but daddy ain't supposed to cuss. That don't mean that you got to go out there and cuss. You get what I'm saying? Because if I expose them to the point where I protect them, they can't see nothing. Then when they when they finally get that, they're going to be like, oh, wow, I didn't know it was like that. So I don't, I don't kind of shelter them. But like I said, I let them know what's going on. And we'll have discussions about that. And we'll say, listen, this is what's going on. But... We know who we are. Exactly. And we know how we're going to handle things. So just because people around the world do things differently doesn't mean that, you know, we don't know who we are. So that's all I'm trying to say. So, yes. So I just, and I agree with you. Kids need to be put in a place. Like, I feel like, like you I, said. I don't care what his sex, sexual orientation is. Right. Like, clearly. And... He'll have time to express that, but at 12 years old, I just think transgender, y'all going a bit way too far for me. Exactly. You don't know. Because like you said, he may be going through a phase. Okay, think about it like this. When you was growing up, you went through phases growing up. You might have was listening to Salt and Pepper or something, and then you wanted to wear the big, uh, what they call those big bamboo earrings and stuff. (laughs) But but then Lauren Hill comes out, now y'all want to wear your hair natural. You go through these phases, so yeah. He may be like going through a phase, but that don't necessarily mean he don't know what's going on. He he may okay. He how old is he? Twelve. Yes, he's twelve. Everything is temporary. Yeah, so and he's not even a teenager yet. So he turned fifteen. He might be like, Dad, I love women, man. Like I, he met a girl, and next thing you know. But but you you going all out with I don't know man I, just, I don't even want to get I into see that sexual orientation that's the thing I don't I don't really care about what he like my thing is him saying that he's a transgender is my whole thing like how do you know that how you know that exactly like, what what do you know at that age what do you know at that age yeah he might do like boys girls I like I don't know but at twelve years old to say he's a transgender. But think about it. But 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 this is what I'm trying to get back at. This is what I'm trying to get back at. I remember when I was younger, I didn't get into girls until a certain age. You get what I'm saying? Like I remember a certain age, I was hanging with guy friends. Like I didn't get into girls until a certain age. Me either. Like I didn't grab soul to boys long long far in. Like right. My, my mama used to ask me, well, do you like boys? Like, she's trying to figure it out because I, I was a weird kid. I always read books. And <laughs> I like to be alone. And she, she, mama she, was she like, you like boys or what? What's going on? <laughs> like, I was like 15 years old with no boyfriend. Like, 16 years old. and Right, because you wasn't into boys yet, but that doesn't mean like that. that doesn't mean you're gay. Yeah, just like, means that. one time she asked me that, like, to be completely honest. And I'm like, no, like... Are you are you serious? So Wow. And it's just and, I just had no I had no interest. With that being said <laughs> I didn't want to get too much off the topic, but I did we did bring that up. But let's do this. Let's take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and close it out. Um I'm here I'm here 
We're here. <laughs> if you want to call in before we leave, lines are open. 305-749-6004. 305-749-6004. Let me play this Bobby Valentine slow down. Let me let me just slow down because I think some of y'all need to slow down. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me see if I can find it. There you go. Let's go ahead and continue with this slow down because I think some of y'all need to slow down because y'all moving way too fast. We'll be right back. Let's go. Tim and Bob Bobby Valentino You know how we do It's another one I saw you walking Down on Melrose You look like an angel Straight out of heaven, girl I was blown away by
that's right. We are back. Tune into Ben Hop Community Corner. Round of applause. Round of applause. My special guest in the building, Regina. Listen, uh, I enjoyed, definitely enjoyed um, having you here today talking about, you know, what can we do? Well, talking about what you're doing to to help bridge that gap, to help, um, you know, our next generation succeed, which yes. is which is an awesome thing. And more people, we need more people like you. It's um, not necessarily about the next generation succeeding. Mm-hmm. It's about changing their minds and cultivating their their cultivating their minds as well, so they can do what I'm doing and they can pass it down to the next there generation. So we can break generational curses. That's what I'm talking about. Because after they're gone, we still need a generation to stand up there, and if there we're not go. teaching them. Then we're we're missing we're stand we're 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 standing in a gap instead of bridging the gap exactly. And I applaud you for that because, like I said, it, it's definitely it's a commitment. Now I can tell you right now, this is not like a fly by night where you just say I'm gonna just do this today and then two months later I'll come back. No, no, it's a constant commitment. I know you probably going like you said. You told me earlier you're on Miami Beach. I'm, I know you probably going to meet with a lot of people. And, you know, talking to people and trying to network and get things going. So I applaud you for that. Keep doing your thing. And, um, you know, we're here to help you, too. Spread okay. the word. We're here to help you spread the word. So, great. So just a recap on everything that we talked about today so at least people can know. We talked about the STEAM program that we're bringing into Miami-Dade County, partnering up with the school board and NAACP Axel mm-hmm. and the city and the county. We spoke about the um, project with the state attorney's office for uh-huh. the juveniles with the um, direct filing with criminal mm-hmm. records. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke about, what, what else did we speak about? We spoke about, it's, I have another project that we didn't speak about with the city of Opelaka mm-hmm. with utilizing the um, architectural art over there because Opelaka has yes, the biggest right. Moorish collection in the western hemisphere right. so it's a lot of history over there mm-hmm. and we're going to redevelop the city of opalaka and try to bring them out of depth yeah the economic it's, development it's crazy over there yeah it is and the economic development and mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they history and they um in a way to bring them out of depth i truly believe it's mm-hmm. through their history you're right there's a the lot buildings. of history over there there's yes. a lot of history over there it's a lot of history over there uh-huh. it's on the historic landmarks yes site. Yes. So those are historic buildings, and they way of coming out of depth. They have to utilize that. Yes. And I will help do that as well. Okay. We spoke about our community and how to bring them together and mm-hmm. as one to bring them, bring ourselves moving forward. Yes. We spoke about our youth. Yes. And bringing the youth up. Yes. And we spoke about implementing programs mm-hmm. outside for, for little girls as well. Yes, we spoke about all that. Great. And we spoke about implementing God. Yes. Or morals. There you go. Morals. We spoke about our moral support, and we spoke about mental health awareness and yes. predominantly needed in the black community. Mm-hmm. And we spoke about changing lives. There you go. And helping businesses there you succeed. Go. I like that. Round of applause. Round of applause. 
to you. Definitely keep up the, um, you know, keep up the good work. Um, you know, I know I could tell by the type of person you are just by meeting you the few couple of times that I met you that you're definitely a hundred percent business and, uh, you, you, you're making things happen. So continue doing what you do. Um, and like I said, you know, we're, we're, we here, we are here to support you too. Cause I definitely love the kids. Like the song say trick, love the kids. You know, I love the kids because I, I do believe that, you know, those type of programs are needed because like I said, I never, I, 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 I don't, it's not the kids fault that they were brought into a situation. So it's, it's up to us as a community to help them get out that situation though. Correct. So continue doing what you do, girl. Um, how can they reach out to you? Any websites or social media? How can they reach out? Like if somebody wants to help out, tell them, give them that information. Um, my social media handle is Regina, R-E-G-I-N-A, Raquel, R-A-C-Q-U-E-L. Mm-hmm. Um, you can reach me on social media there. And my email address is the same as follow Regina.Raquel mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And that's how you can contact me. There you go. There if you go. I take sponsorships. I take partnerships, investors. Oh, I'm, I'm open to any. Anything. Any. That makes sense. Correct. Don't be trying yeah, to call her like you sense. want to go out on a date or something. Man. Oh, I don't date. Yeah, because you heard him say, you heard her say, nah, don't be calling that. Call for some business. And if you try to sneak in the tape with the business I will automatically not respond to your text or your call and I will block you because that happens a lot oh yeah they, they, they see they see pretty face tall they see all of that and then they think okay I can I can say we finna do some business and I want to do some business with her then you'll get a good morning beautiful text and then you'll get a block oh me. man they, well that's another show what yeah. that's another show we <laughs> That's funny. That's right. another show, but dudes, right. they they not stopping. But that's another show. But thank you so much. Round of applause once again. Thank you so much for for finding time. I know you just came from you know traveling and and doing what you're doing and uh, able to come out here and chop it up with me. Thank you so much. No I appreciate it. Uh, and we're gonna make you know I'm gonna make sure this is a podcast, so we'll we'll have the podcast up. So um, you know, and anytime. Like I said, we need to talk about stuff. Get at me. Hey, I got some new stuff to talk about. Let's do it. Let's okay. talk about it. Let's spread the word. Let's spread the word because knowledge is the key. So let's spread the word. So with that being said, y'all have a wonderful day. Continue to stay blessed. And like I said, spread some kindness. One love, one act of kindness um, will, 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 will give more kindness to be put out there. So spread more love, spread more kindness, all right? Peace, we out.